You're listening to Pay to Be You, a podcast designed to help visionary entrepreneurs just like you shift your mindset, own your unique gifts, sell in an aligned way, and be paid to be unapologetically you. I'm your host, Vanessa Halleck, and I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, dear. I am so excited to have you here today. We're going to be speaking about all things spiritual and the science behind manifestation. We're going to be speaking about the divine feminine. We're going to be speaking about Gemma being on TEDx and, and as a highly sensitive person, really what she went through to create that and also really connecting on masculine overdrive and our spaces of our lives where we were burnt out from um, from operating. So Gemma, I'd love you to just introduce yourself, let those that are listening just know a little bit about you and we'll dive in. Thank you, Vanessa. I'm so excited to be here as well talking about this. So I'm Gemma and I'm an intuitive mindset coach and mindfulness teacher. I've been on a huge journey over the last 13 years or so where I went through a lot of anxiety and burnout but had like a real kind of background and understanding in science so I studied psychology and positive psychology and then went on to study and teach mindfulness all the things constantly like learning and growing and then you find new things don't you like oh I want to go off over there oh no I've learned that I'll go over there but then as I was going through burnout and anxiety I also had a huge spiritual awakening so I now I now talk about that part of me I didn't for a long time um, and I blend those skills of um, spirituality and science in everything that I do. Yeah and Gemma has just done such amazing work in this space really helping women go through anxiety being an empath being a highly sensitive person step up in a big way so one of the things that Gemma did in the midst of I mean you were in a space of anxiety and fear and probably burnout at that space Gemma was on TEDx she did a TEDx talk in where was it it was in the UK yeah if you can share because I know a lot of the listeners are going to be thinking like wow okay so she's highly sensitive she is an empath she went through anxiety she was doing all of these things and experiencing all of these kind of things that a lot of people may see as as hindrances or things that'll stop you from stepping up in a big way because I know most of the listeners that will be catching this will be wanting to create something bigger like a bigger impact and a bigger income so how did you manage it how did you manage stepping up on stage doing something big with everything else going on what would you suggest for somebody that's maybe going through something similar so I think first of all it was about whether it was the right thing to do or not because there's this kind of growth part in in us sometimes which can push us so I know that when I I put in the application and when I got the email saying you've got three you're in the top 30 out of 400 applications I just got this whoosh of, of energy where it was like yes so I know like from working with you Vanessa that was my sacral going yeah this is the right decision so let's do it so I just knew that 
no matter what, everything led towards that. So I was going through this sort of push-pull thing going on with my life, like with my career, with my business, with everything where it was like, do you, every time I pushed too far and I was in masculine, pushy sort of energy, then I would sort of hit burnout and then I would have to retreat and, and recharge. And I was never sure which things in my life to push forward on and which things to pull back and, and recharge on so one of the things that I did with TEDx was it was okay is this going to help is this decision going to help me with TEDx or is this decision going to help me with long-term goal and my business and if it was no then I didn't do those things and if it was a yes then I did them basically and that was like broader and it was also on the day of TEDx so I did a lot of self-care like I think sometimes self-care gets like a little bit of a badge as oh we're doing this nice thing for us and then we either like something happens and we, we don't do it or we put someone else first above that but I massively up my self-care it's simple things like they were serving a lunch of sandwiches and I knew I was on at four o'clock, which was filling me with fear of like having to um, sit there the whole day and then go on stage at four o'clock. So simple as well. It's like bread. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's like if I eat bread at 12 o'clock, then by four o'clock, it's just not going to be any good. So very, very politely refusing the, the lunch and, and going and doing my own thing. I spent a lot of time in the car meditating, again, getting rid of that people pleaser around having to be there for all the other speakers and listen to them. And I did listen to some of them and there were some amazing talks and some I've gone and watched afterwards. But yeah, meditated in the car. I think I reapplied my makeup about five times <laughs> and just, yeah, just made sure that I was in a really good space to, to get up there and do it. And as an introvert as well, knowing that there was a networking meal afterwards, and I was just really bold and said, I'm not going to go to I'm not going to go to the networking meal because I know what do I need to get me up on that stage? So it really was those little decisions about what it was that I needed to get me up there. And I got up there and I delivered it and I remembered what I was going to say. And yeah, it was streamed live to 25,000 people as well on the day, which was quite daunting. But yeah, absolutely amazing. When I look back, I mean, you can see I'm a little bit nervous at the start delivering it, but then I get into complete flow with it and to know that I did it. And I'm even thinking about doing another one. Because obviously you grow it, like you've grown so much since that, since doing that first TEDx and to go back again with this new knowledge and with this new part of your story, I think it's going to be such a beautiful space. So Gemma, you, you do help other women also get on stage, get onto TEDx, be seen in a much bigger way in that space. So if you are introverted, but you're or you're an HSP and you're kind of feeling, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get through that? Know that it doesn't matter where you are in that journey, there is support and there are tools and there are ways to shift that. So the mindfulness practice, and that's something that obviously you're incredible at as well. Just to kind of preface this, Gemma is a manifesting generator. She likes all the things, um, but it's also very important for manifesting generators to really honor their sacral, honor their energy and, and say yes when they, then when something's sacrally aligned and turn down things that are not sacrally aligned. So I loved when you were saying, yeah, you decided not to go to the networking event afterwards. That wasn't aligned. You also decided, you know, let me let me do my mindfulness practice and meditation while other speakers were on so that I could really 
be in my energy and I could show up to the fullest. What I love as part of the work that you do is that real mindfulness work and that deep mindfulness work. How does mindfulness really help somebody that is in business? They know they want to step up in a big way. They're an HSP. How does it help and support somebody? Yeah, it's a massively helpful tool. So from a, on a scientific level, we know from studies now there's so many studies that show that it helps to reduce that fight or flight response so it actually shrinks the amygdala down in the brain um, which is our fight or flight center and it makes it smaller and that doesn't mean that if we're in danger our fight or flight won't react but it just makes it a little bit less reactive so we become more resilient so we get our resilience it helps to build our memory centers in the brain so that helped me massively obviously with the TEDx you have to remember your, your talk as well so learning and memory centers grow your ability to regulate your emotions grows as well in the prefrontal cortex so that again is an incredible one so you're reducing this fear you're growing your ability to manage emotions and increasing things like memory ability to be productive and all of those great things so it helps us on so many levels as an entrepreneur actually and we can almost we can almost like do more with less because we are more focused when we're we're practicing it but it really helps as HSPs as well I was going through as I was learning it and it helped me to actually understand I was HSP as well and just become more finely attuned to okay I now feel this niggle in my chest Mm -hmm. so I know that's my warning sign that stress is starting to niggle me what is it that I need to do to take care of myself what are my next steps need to be what do I need to build in to my plan this week although I'm not a huge planner but just you know more from a self-care perspective maybe even six seven years ago I would have tonsillitis I used to have IBS so many physical problems and I think it's because the stress was was showing in my body but I wasn't listening to it so it really helped me take that step like right back and go okay niggle what do I need to do with that? Perhaps I've, you know, I used to spend a lot of time working in London and free was like, whoa, but it was like, okay, well, I've been in London. So what do I need to do? When does that niggle start to come in? And then what do I need to do with it? It's, it's almost like giving us data that we can work with when we have that mindfulness habit. Yeah, it's such a beautiful practice. It was actually something that I was introduced to as well when I was going through anxiety and burnout and creating that real practice of of mindfulness and and connection and bringing down those cortisol and and stress responses that were were happening automatically. So I think it's such a big thing in the entrepreneurial space. One of those things that most people don't want to speak about. And I know I've had obviously that journey, you've had a similar but different journey obviously that whole thing around coming into balance balancing the masculine and feminine reducing stress reducing anxiety reducing burnout like that is not something that we're meant to experience it's not something that just comes with the territory it actually is something that we can manage and that we can shift and I suppose the first thing is really awareness around we don't have to be in our masculine doing. We don't have to feel frazzled and burnt out. But what would you say to people? Probably some listeners will be like, oh, whatever, you know, that's just the way it is. Like we have to feel that way. They have to feel anxious when we have a launch. It's like we're going to feel that way. Yeah. What would you say to somebody about balancing the masculine feminine and reducing anxiety? And also, I suppose like, How does that support their business as well? 
So I'm actually going to talk a little bit about money, which might sound a bit of an odd thing to say right now. But what I would say is it absolutely doesn't have to be that way. And when I first started my business, I was in hustle mode. And I just thought that you hear I had had a lot of advice. I just fed there just fly past you. And you must go to all the networking events and all these things. And I was in completely because I've come from the corporate world. I was a um, a leadership coach in the corporate world. And coming from that, I was in real push mode. And what I found happened in my business was that when I went into push mode and I pushed myself through networking meetings, even though my body was like screaming at me. So I've, I've now discovered that's because I'm a light worker as well. So people would naturally be attracted to that light at networking events and they would go away feeling amazing. And I would go away feeling really drained. But I was still just doing it. So I was pushing through all these things. And what I found in my business was that actually money stopped coming in when I did all those things. All the things I thought I should do in my business, money stopped. And it was like, what has happened? This is like really strange. As soon as I started to really tune in with that mindfulness and listen and go, okay, I've been in London on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. I'll take it easy. I'll do some creative work. I'll I don't have to go and meet all the people for a coffee that's networking. As soon as I stopped that and I kind of set that boundary and I just simply took care of myself, the money started in. And there's, I think there was a physical level to that because I think I was physically able to do more because I wasn't in that kind of burnout state. There was an energetic level because I think every time I pushed myself out, my reach out were blocked and then that stopped money coming in. And there's many levels actually there's many levels to that but yeah, yeah. Speak about it. I think it's such a cool thing like you're starting yeah. to like the root chakra and the energy alignment keep speaking I think it's such a beautiful conversation and and just really accessing all of your knowledge right now I think that's that's what we're experiencing now what I'm seeing is you're you've got all this information and it's yeah. like yeah, let listeners hear a bit more about your gifts and your knowledge and your skills and everything you know. <laughs> so keep going. So yeah, so money stopped coming in as well. And this is what led me on my journey to Reiki as well. So this is another thing now is that I bring Reiki in with the positive psychology, with the mindfulness as well, because there was a piece missing for me, which was that I didn't have, I had the tools to set the boundaries, to increase the happiness habits in my brain which is what my TEDx was all about those happiness habits you know I had all of these tools and I was like preloading I had the boundary set but then when I had to go to situations and had to go into situations where I was potentially I had all of my all of these people saying it's okay just protect yourself in these situations it didn't it didn't work for me because I'm so highly sensitive it was like someone would come in but the Reiki was an incredible gift because it's given me the ability to clear that energy out and actually clear my energy centers so that I'm you know and I feel like it's a responsibility as well so this is another thing is that actually like this work is a responsibility for us as as entrepreneurs for service-based entrepreneurs in particular because if we are not taking responsibility for clearing our energy then that could be impacting on the clients that we're working with we know on eights, I've been um, I've been bringing in a lot of quantum physics work recently as well. So <laughs> all the stuff. So we know that from a quantum physics point of view as well, if we are not if we're not taking responsibility for clearing our energy, then we are that's impacting globally because we are all a collective consciousness. So it's a real responsibility. So it's almost if you don't want to do the self care because 
you know, you feel like you want to be there for everyone else, then actually you're not taking responsibility for everyone else, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Because we're brought up in a society where self-care is a, is a luxury. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, look at you doing the self-care and taking time out. But we can't be of service in the world unless we are looking after ourselves at the highest level and honoring ourselves fully and being in our energy. Um, and I think that's such a, it's such a beautiful reminder of that. How are you going to be able to do your work on a high level? How are you going to stand on TEDx stages and impact millions and make millions if you're not even in your energy and if you're not looking after yourself fully? And this means also you know, the capacity of taking on clients, it's not about how much you do or how hard you work or how hard you hustle. It's really how much can you handle? How much can you actually allow into your energetic space? And how much, how can you expand your energy to be able to service more people and and create a bigger impact? Because you can have one client and you could be like giving all your energy away to them, being in that space of very loose boundaries or taking responsibility for another person. And I think there's such a, a divine shift when you know that every being in this in this world on this planet they have their own ability to create something amazing they are divine gifts and that they have you know they can create anything and that it's never about us as as coaches as healers as light workers to be fixing or saving it's actually about staying in our skin and and really being bold enough to take care of us. I think in a world telling us it's selfish or if you're not giving too much away, um, then you're not worthy. Let's talk about boundaries. I think boundaries is such a, it's a, such a super juicy conversation. I know both of us have gone through such a journey with boundaries. So what have you learned recently? Yeah, I would say boundaries is probably one of the biggest things that, you know, has come up for me. And to go right back, I think I learned from a young age that always be kind to others first. So I almost didn't have boundaries and I kind of observed, like observed my mum giving lots to to others and then being quite drained herself. So I think I kind of repeated that pattern almost like it didn't matter. It didn't matter what I was like as long as I'd been of service in some way. Yeah. And and that continued my whole life in the corporate world. I, you know, played the good girl for a long time and my work meant that I needed to be in London and that's where everything kind of fell apart for me. It's like I had to reach breaking point to then realise that I needed needed the boundaries and needed the boundaries with my business as well. So it was small things and I couldn't have done it alone. So I think over the years I've had the support of friends and coaches and having that kind of little nudge just to be like, it's actually okay to set that boundary so it was it was small things so like with my business to start with it was like I don't need to go to all these networking meetings I you know always had a desire to build an online business so okay well, what can I do that's on, online that I can do from home because I know that's 
less overwhelming for me rather than getting in a car and you know driving around the city and so yeah it was little things like that bigger boundaries I've had to set with with friends a lot of people asking me for advice not just friends my community things like that being asked for sort of advice and free coaching setting boundaries around that trying to think what else has been really key just I think like how I work when I work because that's another thing I felt like I had to be really really available and I think I had this thing in my head at the start that was like if I'm not like super available then what's going to happen where are the clients how are they going to come in I look in my diary and see that they can't book calls on certain days like how's that going to be but when I've been really bold with that it's been absolutely fine and when I put myself in that position as well if I went to book in someone else's diary and there was any certain days of course I'd be okay with it so no little things like that how I when you know, how I work, when I work, blocking time out to do things, boundaries about who I work with as well is another is another key one because I think especially in the in the mindfulness world and for those kind of in like wellbeing based businesses will get this that yeah, sometimes people don't want to change. Sometimes people are sort of not ready to change and working with the right people as well can be a really big boundary that needs to be set. Yeah, and I think that's such a huge it's such an important thing also to recognize that you're only attracting what you're an energetic match for, but also if you're attracting people that aren't changing or hold your services or something like that, what would you say to somebody that's like, ah, oh, this is a client maybe, and then saying, oh, you know, I'm attracting these people, they can't afford me or they're draining my energy or all of that stuff. What would, what would you say? What suggestions would you give? So I would say, be true to you. So what I do with my clients is we very much focus in, because I've come from that traditional corporate world of what's wrong and how do we fix it? But I don't buy into that. So I like to go with what's the big dream and vision, which is I know how you work as well. What's that big dream and vision? And then what do we need to do to get there? So almost, okay, what structures do we need to set in place? What boundaries do we need to set in place at the outset? And just be true to you. And if those people fall away, then they're just not the right people. Because if you're not, again, goes back to energy, if you're not honouring your energy, then you're not going to help the people that are your sole clients, really, are you? So, yeah, just stay true to you, stay true to your boundaries, you know, whatever that may be for you, energetic boundaries, physical boundaries, spiritual boundaries, (laughs) whatever they may be. Yeah, because it's always a reflection actually of your internal world. So if you drop your prices or drop who you're coming in and you don't honor yourself and, and put yourself first and be true to yourself, then you're actually, you're dropping your vibration and your frequency, which means, yeah, it's it's pretty much going to be a bit of a shit show. Like you're going to just attract people that are not right or they literally come into your lives to trigger you, to trigger your growth, to trigger your expansion. So rather than, and obviously we need to learn the lessons that we need to learn, but you can raise your vibration by honoring your desires, honoring what you want and being true to yourself and and raising your vibration and frequency rather than 
being afraid to miss out. And I've always found that when I raise my frequency, when I am true to myself, there may be a, a little space where there's a readjustment in, in energy and an up level and maybe a bit of a discomfort in the shift. And then there's this space of, of huge expansion and a lot of really incredible clients that come in. So I've always seen that though, but it is that discomfort that comes from setting those firm boundaries, saying no. I think we could keep talking forever. <laughs> There's just so many amazing things that we could um, discuss. Is there anything else that you want to speak about or say to those that are listening? And then obviously, how can they get hold of you? Because I think it's such a, your work is just incredible and how knowledgeable you are, how skilled you are, how brilliant you are at what you do. I think anybody wanting to, that's an HSP, want to be seen in a much bigger way, release anxiety, balance their masculine and feminine, um, get fiercely visible, get clear on their unique message, mission and purpose in this lifetime, and then start to step on stage and do something really big. I think you're you know, that you're the go-to person. Plus you've got this mindfulness and, and everything around anxiety and burnout. So if you're launching, if you're selling, if you're creating, and there's a lot of things happening in your business, Gemma also has that beautiful mindfulness work that you're you're creating as well as being a qualified coach, like Anna Reiki and this and that, and she keeps learning. <laughs> so yeah, tell, tell those that are listening a little bit more about how they can get in touch with you. Also about China Academy and really that's open at the moment yeah so I think the final piece of advice I'd give firstly is just keep being you stop dulling your light just let yourself shine and the the right people will come into your world take care of yourself put yourself first honor your body balance masculine and feminine and yeah and in terms of how you can work with me so I have a group called the intuitive entrepreneur which you can join where I do free training in that community and I also have my incredible program the Shine Academy which is bringing together all of my skills experience and knowledge of the last 13 years blending together the positive psychology the mindfulness law of attraction we talk about balancing masculine and feminine energy and work through really looking at what you want to bring in, your big dreams and goals and how to then really make that happen. So we start with you as an HSP and what you need and bringing in those happiness, mindfulness habits. And then we get to get you to the point of the end of the program where we're looking at your soul clients, we're looking at you really launching your business and really moving you up to, to that next level. And of course, you get my accredited coaching through that, that as well and, and box of support and, and everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, it's incredible. So Gemma has been working with me in Supercharger Success. She's also had access to Well Golden Free membership as part of that. What would you say to anybody maybe looking to join Supercharge? What has been your experience? Yeah, any shifts that you've experienced as well in that time? Yeah, so Supercharge hasn't just changed my business it has actually changed my life <laughs> so yeah it's been just it's been incredible to so at the start of this year I was doing mainly mindfulness work but what Vanessa has helped me to do is to just take a bit of a step back and own like all of my unique gifts 
and bring them all forward, bringing everything that I've talked about today, like bringing it all, bringing it all forward, really owning my spiritual side as well and bringing together the spirituality and science. And then, you know, it's really then helped me with the, the birth of the Shine Academy and bringing all those gifts through to then create those incredible transformations for, for clients. But really in terms of how I run the business and my own habits and my own energy as well. So that's why I say it's changed my life because it has. I don't have the same level of drama or panic around some of these things that I, that I used to. It just means I'm in flow more. I enjoy what I do more. I have more fun with my work. And also a big thing which even as they helped me to uncover as well was that I'd I'd actually gone through bullying as a child and we did some work through that and that was holding me back massively in my business because I wasn't showing up in a big way because I did genuinely believe I wasn't good enough so we've cleared a whole load of like self-belief stuff as well which has really helped me to you know kind of step up and grow and and share all of me and share all of me with the world so yeah if I look back at the start of the year and someone had said to me are you going to be running a programme changing the lives of women using mindfulness, positive psychology, law of attraction, Reiki, and talking about business as well? Because that was another thing. Like I left my corporate job. I'd manifested leaving my corporate job and had replaced my corporate income. But again, I wasn't talking about how to help others with that as well. So Vanessa really helped me to bring all of me into what I do and, and how I can help others and as well. So it's just changed everything also so to talk like financially as well it's really helped me so I was selling mindfulness courses at like 200 pounds a course that was my maximum offering but since working with Vanessa I've been able to sell much bigger programs as well so I actually sold a 4k program which has been just I don't even know the percentage increase but yeah <laughs> but yeah it's helped my it has helped my like self-confidence and ability to get out there in a, in a really big way which has yeah just changed everything yeah big thank you beautiful blessing to work with you and just to see you grow and just seeing what's next because I know as you say like you look back to the beginning of the year and you've grown so much and we haven't even been working together that long in terms of um, the whole year but just how much more is being created as we sit here that everything that's coming into your vortex and that's coming into your world and that you're stepping up and you're creating now from the space of wholeness the space of truth it's just so beautiful and so powerful i'm just seeing all of these incredible this incredible expansion for you another tedx loads more shine i think shine academy is just going to be um something that's going to grow so big in this space it's such a beautiful integration of modalities and truth and Gemma's obviously a, she's a manifesting generator so often we're told when we come into this online space like have this ideal client focus on your one thing get good at your one thing and I know I really struggle with that as a manifesting generator and that we're allowed to when it makes sense to us and we could see how it integrated for you there and, and how that all helped this particular women or this particular version of you really expand and grow 
And so it's been such a blessing. And I know the rest of this year, um, there's loads of magic happening. Um, and I just want to thank you for being here today, being present and, and sharing a slice, a small slice of your wisdom, because I know there's this like, <laughs> <laughs> things. <laughs> and I know that, yeah, watch out for Gemma's next TEDx and, and all the magic. Go and join her group. It's a beautiful group. Um, and the trainings and the value that you provide is really from this hugely loving space. I think even if you hop in that group and listen to those trainings, you'll experience massive shifts and want to have to work with Gemma if, if it's if you're a soul line client or go and experience the magic and in, in the intuitive it's an intuitive entrepreneur society, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks Gemma. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Pay to Be You. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Vanessa Halleck. And remember, you get paid to be unapologetically you. Bye for now.